Welcome to the third series of the Reworked podcast, brought to you by diversity consultancy EW Group. I'm Rachel Wilson, Managing Director. While I'm on maternity leave, you'll be in the safe hands of our special guest hosts, who each fortnight will be speaking to CEOs, HR leaders and workplace activists about the steps they are taking to reform and rework organisational culture. Hello and welcome to the EW Group Reworked podcast series. My name is Lisa Jobson and I'm delighted to welcome Karen Kennard from the Scholarship Hub, who joins me today to talk about accessibility and and access to funding for higher and further education. Hello, Karen. How are you? Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thanks. Well, before we get started... um, Would you be happy to give us a quick overview and introduction to the Scholarship Hub, please? Um, Yeah, I mean, I set it up about six years ago when my oldest son was um, first applying to university. And it was only after he received his offers that we started to get information about scholarships. And I thought, well, nobody's told us that these even exist. Mm. And when I started to look into it, there were actually thousands of them out there and no one central place to, to look for them. So the universities tell you about their scholarships, but, you know, anything else, there was no place to go and look for them. So I decided to bring it all together and create a place where students could find funding regardless of which university they were going to. And, and there you know, obviously lots of other reasons why it was being offered as well. Fantastic. Um, Fantastic. Uh, as you say... Um, it's such a, especially if you think in the current context, you know, the the uh, very clear focus on accessibility, which we'll come on to, um, and the reality of student debt. Um, it's it's a surprise, it's surprising that um, that wasn't hadn't been done beforehand. But obviously, great that you saw that opportunity um, based on your own experience. So since setting up the hub, Karen. Um, how have you experienced um, the t- a change in, in student funding? Um, there's, there's definitely an increase in opportunities. I think as organisations are becoming more aware of the debt that students are, are getting into and the struggles that they're facing, more and more um, companies and charities are providing funding opportunities. Um, I'm not sure to what extent I'm becoming more aware of the opportunities out there and and they were just there before and I didn't know. Um, but I've definitely seen an increase in um, certainly companies thinking about it. But there are new foundations and charities being set up as well mm. um, to help students. And I think, you know, a very telling statistic um, there's a there's a national student money survey that is done every year. And when I f- first set out back in 2013 or 14, there was only about 11 students, that, um, sorry, 11% of students that say they get funding from scholarships and grants. Whereas this year, that's now at 44%. Wow. So that's quite yeah. a significant increase, which is fantastic to hear. And it just is how- a significant increase. But if you think about it, this still a long way to go yeah true true absolutely but but just by shining a light and as you say pulling together 
and showcasing, if that's the right word, um, the opportunity that scholarships and bursaries can offer, as you say, not just for, for specific universities, but across the board and obviously yeah. in higher education institutions as well. Um, we, we're, you know, the opportunity is being um, thrown open to a much wider cross section of, of students. Yeah. I want to go back to um, one of the, the points you made at the very beginning there. Um, and based on uh, your own uh, family experience, how much advice do students get around funding from schools and colleges before they even start applying? Um, well, again, I think that's definitely improving mm. um, my own experience and that of plenty of other people I've spoken to over the years is that they're not told anything at all. Mm. And in fact, um, again, looking at the, the National Student Money Survey, I think only this year, um, last year, about 43% of students said that they weren't made aware of this funding at all. Right. And, and this year that's in, improved a bit and now 39% are saying they're not made aware. But again, if you think about how many students are made aware of the loans, that's 100%. Yes. So yes. why aren't they told about this free money? Yes. That's um, it's, it's improving, but it's still, you know, a long way to go when you think about what they could be getting. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right that, you know, the commercial drivers around student loans are obviously very, very clear to be seen. Um, but how yeah. organisations and, and um, academic institutions um, work harder to uh, publicise and communicate um, the number and level of, of scholarships or bursaries um, has to be a real focus point going forward. Um, yeah, uh, it's one of the things I've been, you know, focusing on trying to make teachers aware of it because, you know, why would they be, really? It, it's about educating the teachers and the careers advisors that these opportunities are out there so that they pass that on to the students. So Yeah, there's a chain reaction, isn't there? Because as you say, mm. there are a number of, 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 of invested parties in that process supporting students as they go through you know their sixth form um life and then what comes beyond that so it's making sure that every chair uh, you know every link in that chain is fully briefed yeah yeah mm -hmm. and and have you done any outreach work around that uh, kind of raising awareness piece um when you when you say outreach it kind of um evokes images of going out to schools and doing exhibitions and talks and things but you know the scholarship hub is a small company but i do yeah, sure. um i i have done mailings and i have about 350 schools um signed up to my newsletter so you know i'm definitely getting the message out there um yeah. but it is a slow process because we're not a big organization no. And is there any government um, activity in this area to exactly, as you say, you know, supporting organisations, social, social enterprises like the Scholarship Hub to to reach a broader audience? No, not that I'm aware no. of. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. It was, it was the million dollar question. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> OK. Um, so obviously, in light of... Um, 
you know, the broad, the global social context and Black Lives Matter movement. Have you seen an increase over the past, you know, four or five months in interest from businesses around setting up scholarships? I have. I've, I've seen a, a really, a really big increase. I say a big increase. The number of inquiries we were getting beforehand was pretty small. And now mm. we're getting regular inquiries every week. So it is a big increase, but it's still, you know, it's not huge. I think it's something that people are starting to think about. But again, I also imagine there's a lot of companies or people working in, in HR who aren't even aware that using a scholarship is an opportunity that they, you know, tool that they could use. Mm. Um, so there are people thinking about it, but I think a lot more people could be thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the the opportunities it provides are very, you know, it's a very flexible tool, and um, I'd like to see a lot more people doing it. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not just about um, you know that that talent pipeline piece. The, uh, and then obviously that the increasing, improving yes, accessibility to a higher and further education from a social mobility point of view. Um, there's there, there are many other um, potential medium to long term benefits for organisations, uh, but it, it's it's actually sitting down for them, sitting down and, and recognising where best they um, can you that can can really generate value from um, a scholarship program and you know it's it's it I'm sure you've had experience of organizations that have started small and over time have expanded um, yeah I think you know one of the things that I say to companies when they're when they're starting a scholarship is that you obviously you've got to understand what the opportunities are but you need to really focus on what you want to achieve from it so you know uh, somebody might come and say oh we want to set up a scholarship for uh, a black student or black students um um, but but you need to really think about what you want to achieve from that and how you're going to achieve it and Mm. and to target those so you're actually addressing disadvantage or underrepresentation and you can yeah. use that to develop the students um, perhaps giving them mentoring or support through their studies work placement so you can you can use it and then and then potentially um, you know recruiting them when they graduate but yeah but you've got to create the structure of the scholarship to make sure that, that it's going to achieve that and you're not just handing out money and saying oh yes. look what we're doing this is nice yeah and are you aware of, because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, from a sector perspective, are there any um, examples where sec- organisations under a sector banner have come together to, to create? Because, you know, it's that opportunity to um, uh, sh- shift the needle around, um, you know, whether it is, uh, un- well, it obviously it is underrepresentation in whatever context from a, a protected characteristics whether it's gender whether it's ethnicity race etc are you aware of any any sector initiatives that are that have um have been set up and are working well um yeah uh, when when you say companies coming together it doesn't necessarily work like that it tends to be the mm-hmm. professional association 
Right, yes. Um, so, for example, the Royal Television Society have one that um, tries to encourage students from a, a disadvantaged background and it gives them, so getting into the television industry is, um, unless you've got contacts, um, is very challenging very competitive mm. so they give them all those contacts and the networking as part of the scholarship program but that is the as I say it's the the Royal Television Society rather than a particular company there's also yeah. lots of engineering associations that do it um, specifically some are for women to okay. try and encourage women into tech or engineering um, so yeah I mean it, it tends to be rather than groups of companies getting together it tends to be the professional association but it's definitely being done and, and on quite a large scale oh, for some good. industries yeah yeah I suppose there is a, there's a competitive uh, edge piece there isn't there from a talent point of view that, that exactly yeah. yeah and also the coordination of it I think would be quite challenging yeah no that makes sense um, and so you know when you guide and you, you advise or uh, potential organizations who are looking to set up you touched on there before you know they, they need to think clearly first of all around their objectives um, for setting up the bursary or scholarship and and ultimately the level of support that they can inject mm. to uh, outside of financial um can you share some examples around what that support um, has looked and, and felt like based on your experience? Um, it's, I think it's not as frightening as what people tend to think. I think people often come to me and think, you see the, the headlines where they talk about students, you know, spending £50,000 on their um, university education. Mm. People tend to think that they need to offer them full tuition fee scholarship and you know it's going to cost them that much but actually the average value of a scholarship um, is about 1500 pounds a year right and uh, um, one of the things that I often say to companies is if you think about it the the tuition fees are already paid for by the student loan mm -hmm. and uh, that's not you don't have to start paying that back until you're earning I think it's £25,000 at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, it's where students struggle, and particularly students from a more disadvantaged background, is all the additional living costs. Yeah. Um, you know, accommodation, food, travel, books, equipment, etc. Yeah. Um, and the, the maintenance loan that they get doesn't usually cover those costs, mm -hmm. and you find that the parents will end up, you know, paying if you come from a background where your parents can't pay the students will take a part-time job mm. and and that you know having to work part-time while you're studying is a struggle so it's actually all those additional living costs so if you were able to give a student 1500 pounds a year five another 500 pounds a term you can imagine what a significant difference that would make yeah. it would mean that they wouldn't need to work part-time they can focus on their studies mm. It takes away all the worry of where they're going to get that extra money from mm. and the impact that that will have rather than paying off their tuition fees, which, yeah, of course, that would be very nice. That you don't have the debt when you graduate, but it actually has more impact helping them with the day to day. Yeah. Living, living absolutely and and for that level of i use the word investment in inverted commas what's the expectation from um organizations 
uh, on the individual? I think I think the uh, the organisations like to see that the students doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they might ask for a, a termly or yearly report um, from the tutor or that they're achieving certain grades Um, but it's often about supporting that student and mentoring them through the whole process Mm -hmm. um, to make them um, employable Mm -hmm. at the end um, by you know company well by them presumably you know But, you know, that's obviously not guaranteed and you might not, the company might not want to employ them when they graduate, but that's that's what you're looking to achieve to create ready employable graduates in your industry. Yeah. And and thinking about, obviously, the the kind of typical degree duration is three to four years, depending on, um, uh, uh, you know, Placement years is the word I was looking for there. Um, And and bursary um, scholarships, are they available at different points throughout the academic um, cycle? Um, Yeah, they are. Um, I mean, some some will take a student as they're applying to university and work with them all the way through. Others um, will just you know offer it to second or third years um in fact we've just created one sorry with an interior design company who were looking uh to address diversity in their workforce um so what they wanted to do was to to offer they've offered the bursary to a, a second year student um then they're offering a work placement in the third year and then the bursary in the fourth year with a view to employing them at the end at the end right yeah so it doesn't have to be at the beginning again it's about tailoring that scholarship to meet your objective Mm. and and clearly there's there's a there's a level of competition from a student perspective to to achieve these bursaries is it purely based on academic results or do organizations look at um other factors contributing factors when they're selecting their, their their scholarship students yeah, they do. They look at. They can look at all sorts of things. I mean, you can include um, somebody coming from a low um, income household. Mm-hmm. You can set them tasks to do. So you can identify particular skills, um, essay writing or a design project or whatever you're looking for. You can create that that application form mm-hmm. to identify particular skills that you're looking for in your scholars. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and so thinking, you know, you've, you've come, come to the end, I suppose, the end of the initial process for this year. Um, what's your advice to students um, who are either considering university next year or looking at supporting, generating financial support for ongoing studies? Um, how best to approach the funding process? Um, I think one of the things that I see with students is that, you know, I'll often get an inquiry saying I'm going to study um, X random degree at Y university. Um, Are there any funds for me? And they think purely in terms of what subject they're studying and where they're going to study it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you've got to think 
a lot wider than that because you know if you think about exactly what we've just been talking about if you've got a particular vocation you want a particular career then you should look in that industry is there anything you should think about your religious background where you come from your sports your your musical there's so many different reasons why um scholarships are offered and bursaries um that they they need to think about more holistically about themselves about what what could make them eligible and think much wider than just the subject Mm -hmm. and of course there are actually lots of scholarships that are open to all students at all universities that you know might be marketing led they want to get their brand in front of a student Mm. yeah so it's about thinking widely I think and doing the research yeah and we've seen um especially over the summer some really interesting examples of of students using their initiative and um, being quite creative in how they um, uh, generate funds, whether it is through a for- the formal route of a bursary or, or, or a scholarship, um, or whether, you know, they've utilised social media to crowdsource funds. Um, we've obviously some very high profile examples of um, famous individuals um, donating to charitable um uh, organizations so it all helps Uh, yeah i think that i think the crowdfunding approach those ones uh, make the headlines but they're they're less common yeah yeah absolutely so i think the, the 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 key message is um from from what we've discussed you know students as you say start thinking about um how you're going to finance um your start your further studies as soon you know as soon in the process as you possibly can yeah. reach out to um you know the, the scholarship hub is an amazing resource um not least around bursaries and scholarships but a lot of guidance around just that whole in, uh, funding piece um for university or, or for higher education studies um, and from the, uh, I suppose, organisational and um, academic institutional perspective, you just need to be continue to increase that level of awareness of what's on offer. Yeah, yeah, I think that's um, good advice. Yeah, and, and to keep and to keep thinking about it. It's not a one-off process either. So yes, yeah, absolutely. It for the it's there. It's an opportunity for the duration of an individual's studies. And, uh, and and just getting that extra bit of support will, will and can make all the difference, as you said. Yeah. Karen, thank you so much. Um, it's been great hearing more about um, your work with Scholarship Hub and importantly, just the practical advice uh, that um, students uh, should be aware of and take advantage of as they, uh, they go about. Because it's, it's a tricky and stressful um time when you're thinking about the the potential or the reality actually of debt and how how can i minimize that so um the scholarship hub has a lot of um useful as i say insight and and resources to help ease that whole process so thanks for joining me today karen it's been a pleasure thank you speak to you again soon thank you i hope this episode gave you some ideas that you can replicate in your own organization We'd love it if you could leave a review and also subscribe to Reworked so you don't miss our next episode. Diversity and inclusion at work has never been higher up the agenda.
The EW Group team includes learning and development specialists, facilitators, researchers and analysts, all with deep expertise in equality, diversity and inclusion. If you think we can help you rework your own culture, please get in touch.